Hey everybody, it's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Triple F Podcast. Welcome to another episode. In today's show, I'm talking about diets, nutrition, and why diets stop working, right? It's not really a fact of diets not working at all. It's more of a fact of diets only working for a little bit, right? And why is that? Why do diets, sustainable as they may be, stop working after a while, right? If you're tracking your food, you're tracking your calories, um, or maybe you're not, you know, why Why do these things stop working and why do we run into plateaus? So today's episode is all about breaking through those plateaus, keep on making progress through your nutrition and controlling the things you can control, right? Because that's really what we have to do in fitness uh, in this time of our lives and this time of the world, I guess, right? Is that there's only so many things that we can control there's only so many things that we have a hand in, right? And some things we don't know enough about to control. Some things we don't have ways to control. Some ways we just don't have accurate information. And some things are just plain inconvenient to control. But what is convenient, what is possible, and uh, what is really easy in today's world to control is going to be your nutrition. So I'm going to talk about that today. Answer a question from Instagram about, about the... The whole idea of you know waiting to see results and waiting to see how long you should you should wait before you make a change, I guess, right? So it's more plateau talk essentially. Thanks for joining me and let's get started with today's episode. I can't remember the episode number, um, but I am Jordan Stoltz, your host, and this is the Triple F Podcast. If you're new, welcome to the show. Go follow me on Instagram at StoltzFit and subscribe to the podcast. If you're a returning listener, ask me a question at StoltzFit through the direct message platform on Instagram, and I will answer that in the next episode. Let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, and I'm your host of the Triple F Podcast, and I'm here today to talk about nutrition. So, uh, my full-time job is doing nutrition coaching, and uh, a lot of what I do is getting people to lose weight, to gain muscle, to recomp their bodies, to completely change how they view food and nutrition, right? That is what I do, um, you know, for eight hours a day. Um, and I wanted to kind of share some of that with you guys and bring you some valuable information um, that I've learned and that I've picked up on and just really that I've seen people struggle with, right? Because that's really what what um, I get a big benefit of is by coaching for so so many people, right? Thousands of people having them go through the coaching platform and talking to me and getting you know nutrition diagnoses, I guess. I'm able to really be on the front lines and in your guys' shoes of seeing what confuses you, what bothers you, what you have a hard time with, and what you really need more information on. And I assume, you know, with that size of sample, that it's true across the board. So, um, you know, using that information, I wanted to make a podcast about plateaus and what to do when your diet stops working. You know, I've done multiple episodes on what I think is a good diet and what I think is 
um, a diet that's gonna work, right? And this is something that I harp on all the time. Just to review that, it's gotta be something you can stick to, right? The best diet in the world, the most dialed in you can be. It can be the TB12 method, right, from Tom Brady. It could be keto, it could be um, tracking something, right? If you can't stick to it, if you hate it, then you're not going to, um, you're not gonna succeed because you can't actually be consistent with it, right? And everything's gonna take time. You gotta be patient, and to be patient, you have to be able to stick to it, right? It has to be possible. Now, I recommend trying a lot of different things and seeing what is sustainable for you because it's gonna be different for a lot of people, right? I can't just say, for you, this diet is not sustainable. For you, this diet is sustainable. It does not really work like that. Um, you know, how it does work is you need to try some different things, see what you like, see what you prefer, and kind of go through this little period of suck, right? Because for every diet, especially if your focus is fat loss, you're going to have a period where you hate the plan, right? Or it's gonna take some adapting, it's gonna be kind of hard. That's totally normal, and if it didn't suck a little bit, it wouldn't really be making you better, and I truly believe that. So I think that you do have to fight through that, and you can't just say something's not sustainable because it kind of is uncomfortable for the first couple weeks. Give it a few weeks, three, four, five weeks, see what you think, and then you know, self-assess, reassess when you're at the end of that time and see what you think and how your results have looked and how sustainable was that for you and picture it down the road, right? Can you do this for 10 years, right? If you track your food for a month and you really can't picture yourself doing that for very long, um, you should probably find another alternative. If you try keto and you, know, you lose a lot of weight with keto, um, but you can't picture yourself not eating spaghetti for the next 10 years, you know, maybe you need to figure out an option for you that, that includes that. Um, you do have to dial yourself in, you do have to know how much you're eating, you do have to pay attention to that, uh, and every diet's gonna have that in common, right? There's no diet that is going to not have some sort of food restriction, I guess. And that, I guess, is the other thing that has to be in your diet is some form of a calorie deficit if your goal is fat loss and a calorie surplus, if your goal is muscle gain, uh, it has to have some version of that and every diet's gonna probably come down to that. You just have to realize that and I'd say another big issue and something to look for in a diet is, do you have somewhere to go, right? Do you have wiggle room? Because if you don't, you're gonna be in a really tough place in like five or six weeks, right? If you start out on 1,000 calories, right? Let's say you're eating 2,000, you chop it by 1,000 right now. Uh, and you're down to 1,000, you know, where are you gonna go once your body adapts? Because the whole theme, the whole topic, the whole point of this episode is that your body is ultra adaptive and it will adapt to what you're doing. You have to keep on adjusting your food intake to keep on making changes, right? That's how you really bust through plateaus uh, as like a too long, don't listen type thing. So you need to have some wiggle room so you can make those adjustments, right? Uh, with the work I do, we like to start people off on a, you know, a low to moderate type deficit from their maintenance calories, and you know, there's a lot that goes into that, a lot of equations, a lot of formulas, and a lot of individual recommendations. But in general, you don't want to start off too aggressive because you want to have some room to go as your body adapts. If you cut it too soon, if you have 50 pounds to lose and you lose 30 but then by the time you lose that 30, you don't have anywhere to go to lose the last 20, you pretty much have two options, right? Calories up or calories down, and that's really what it comes down to, and that's really where your focus needs to lie, right? When you look at your diet, you need to be looking at 
is this sustainable? Is this some form of a calorie deficit or surplus, which is what I'm looking for? And is this one that I have some wiggle room, some room to adapt, some room to change, some room to make improvements as I change? Uh, so those are things you really need to look at, and those are some really important things. Um, so once you go on a new diet, right, there's going to be this point, this little portion of it not really uh, doing anything, right, for a lot of times, right? Especially if you start off on the more sustainable side, um, you're going to see this first period of it not working. So I, I got a question on Instagram from Tanya, and it's a really, really good question about how long do I wait for the diet to work, right? If I'm on a certain number of calories, how long do I wait for that calorie number to work before adjusting, before making a change? And you know, the answer to this question is, of course it depends, but to give a general recommendation is that I like to wait like around two weeks. Um, if you're longer than two weeks, you should probably make an adjustment if you truly haven't made a change, right? But you need to look at some other factors as well. Um, a lot of times there's a lot of different things that affect why you're not making progress. And this is the theme of today's episode is these weight loss plateaus. Why do they happen? It usually comes down to a few things. One of them being you aren't actually reporting what you say you're reporting for your food intake, right? Meaning you're snacking on a random piece of candy here and there. You're putting high calorie dressings on your salads. You're estimating if you're tracking your food and you're not really sure what you're taking in with 100% confidence, um, that's very common, right, to under-report, and that can really be an issue. Um, the other thing that comes to mind is that your activity level changes or isn't high enough, so if you are training, you should be in a good place, you shouldn't have to go crazy with it, but you do need to take a look at your activity, right, and that is really one thing that I use to bust through plateaus, is you can control two sides of this equation, right? This energy balance. You can control the calories in and calories out. Uh, and essentially that just means what you eat and what you burn through exercise. So those are the two things you can control. Controlling what you eat a little easier, but we don't like to lower your intake too much, right? Because you do get hungry. Uh, so you, the other thing you can control is your output. And that's something to look critically on before you make a change in your diet and make one of these adjustments is you know are you are you moving the same as the last couple weeks are you the same activity did you have a spike or decrease in activity are you going to the gym consistently and doing this day in day out right you don't have to go crazy with cardio or classes or anything crazy like that just keep it consistent and it's good to have some kind of trackable number so in your weight training you should have some kind of number that you pay attention to, whether it's strength numbers that you want to try to keep consistent, whether it's volume where you try to hit a certain amount of volume, um, whether it's a certain number of time on a cardio machine, that would also do the trick. Or maybe it's as simple as you wear a Fitbit and you track the number of steps that you take, right? And you have to be sure to hit that number every single day. So right now, focusing on a little bit of fat loss myself. Um, I have like a minimum of 7,000 steps right now. And a week ago, I had it at 6,000. I, for one week time, only lost about 0.3 pounds, and that wasn't really enough uh, for the rate I wanted to be at. So I spiked the steps up another 1,000 to 7,000. I'm just gonna keep on progressively overloading my step count and essentially just getting that up to, you know, 7,000, then 8,000, 9,000, 10,000. Just keep ramping up the activity. 
But the point isn't the step count, the point isn't the actual number to prescribe, the point is that you're increasing it over time and you're tracking it. So that's one thing you can do to bust through a plateau, but it's also something you have to look at when you're curious why your diet's not working, right? Or why it stopped working. Is it your activity level drop or is it time to increase the activity to tip that energy balance a little bit, right? So we got under-reporting, we got paying attention to your exercise. Um, I guess the other things, there's a lot of other factors that go into this and I'll lump them all together in one is take a look at things like your sleep, your stress, your hormones, um, menstrual cycle, all these different things can really affect weight and can cause weight fluctuations. So I like to wait two weeks instead of just one before making an adjustment, sometimes even three if you really wanna be patient. Um, just because there's a lot of things that cause weight fluctuations. What I like to do is actually weigh myself every day and just weighing myself every day gives me a better picture of what my weight's actually doing than just once a week. So uh, if you are seeing a lot of fluctuations, there's probably some other factors here. And if this weight seems like an unusual spike, it's probably just a weird fluctuation, right? And a lot of things can cause it and it's not something to freak out about. That all being said, if you do go two or three weeks without seeing the progress you want on the scale, and if you're focusing on losing weight, you probably wanna see somewhere from half a pound to one and a half pounds or even two pounds of weight loss a week, um, depending on how much you have to lose. Um, so what you have to do is realize at this point in your journey that your body has adapted, right? This is very common, this is something that is a problem for a lot of people and it's a, something that a lot of diets fail in is that they fail to adapt as your body adapts. So if you eat, let's say I'm eating right now 2,500 calories a day and if I change it to 2,200 calories a day, um, you know, my body's gonna only take so long to adapt to that I'm not gonna lose weight anymore at that number. So you gotta keep that deficit going by lowering your calories or by increasing your activity as you go and hopefully you don't have to do this too much right i guess side note really quick thing i would throw into that list that i gave is really to pay attention to how severe of a deficit you're actually in and that is by knowing your maintenance calories so a lot of times i work with people you know and they'll say i'm at 1800 calories i'm kind of hungry and i'm not losing any fat what is going on um well you know after some deep diving their maintenance is maybe around um, 2000, right? 2000 to 1800 is only a 10% deficit. And a lot of times from maintenance calories, I see you have to kind of get to the at least 20% area. And most of the time, like 25 to 30% deficit to see progress. So you're looking more at like, um, you know, a 1500 calorie start is going to start seeing a lot of weight loss from that 2000 mark. Um, so those, that's something to keep in mind as well. You're gonna to have to make adjustments regardless though, and if you fail to do that, your, your diet's gonna stop working and you're probably gonna get stuck in a plateau. So what you gotta do is lower the food. What you gotta do is change up the exercise. I kinda of outlined how I would do the step thing, right? Increase by 1,000 a week or 1,000 every two weeks. That's a good way to do it. You could also increase calories burned on a certain piece of uh, cardio equipment. So that doesn't necessarily show a lot of accuracy but what it does give is a number that can be tracked so if you burn 300 calories on the stairmaster this week maybe next week you shoot for 350 the next week for 400 and you don't take that number to mean anything it's just that you're increasing something over time right 
You can do that for time as well, um, but you shouldn't have to overdo the cardio too much. What I like to see you do is adjust the nutrition. So, you know, drop the calories just a little bit. And there's a few ways to do this, which I'll get into next. So the main method that you're gonna be using to break through weight loss plateaus and keep the diets working is going to be um, messing with your nutrition a bit, right? And lowering your calories. So there's a few ways to do this that I wanted to go over. A general guideline, you know, if you see problems, you don't really see things working, uh, you know, try lowering just by like, uh, let's say like 120, 160 calories, somewhere in there. So maybe around 150. Um, most of that coming from carbs, you want to keep your protein pretty constant. So lower your carbs and fat a little bit and take away the calories in small amounts, right? Don't do anything crazy. Don't add in a ton of cardio. Don't drastically cut your calories because you are frustrated, right? At this point in time, you need to make a small tweak and you're probably going to start seeing some progress. That's going to stall. You're going to have to make a small tweak. You're going to see progress and you're going to keep that cycle going over and over and over. Um, so that's one way to do it, right? It's just to lower your calories every single day. You track your food, you make sure you're hitting it. Um, another method that you could do is incorporating like a low day, which essentially is tanking your average for the week, right? So this can also be looked at as like a method of intermittent fasting, um, which is what intermittent fasting is good for is an easy way to create a big deficit. So let's say you eat 1800 calories a day, right? And then once a day you do a fast from dinner one day to dinner the next day. And then that dinner you just eat like a normal person, right? You don't really eat a ton of calories. Um, maybe you only take in 700, 800 calories that day, right? Is that great? Um, and probably better to hit everything every day. So you can hit your protein every day so you can get enough calories for your training and all that. But what that is going to do is it's going to provide a very sustainable and easy way for you to tank your weekly average into a deficit, right? You do have to keep track of this and I wouldn't recommend going too fast too soon, but this is a method you could use um, just to try to make this deficit thing a little easier because it's gonna be kind of hard to keep on lowering and sticking to that, you know, lower, 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 lower. This might be something you could try to implement and make things a little bit easier. The other thing that you could try doing is taking a break, right? This could look like a diet break. This could look like a what I call in my own like, you know, internal training and nutrition coaching to myself is I call it like a muscle up phase or a little maintenance phase where it's kind of like a diet break, but it's usually longer, like a month. So I'll never go three longer than three months in a diet, right? And I, that's just like a rule I have for myself that I don't think you should spend too long on a diet. Um, I don't think you should spend too long on a calorie deficit. So I like to go max a, a few months, hopefully shorter. And then at the end of that few months, I work slowly up to where maintenance is. And at maintenance, I'll stay there for a whole month, right? So I'll hang out there, right, and focus on my training. And that is a wonderful break. It doesn't do any magic for fat loss. In fact, you might gain a pound or so. Um, but over that month, you're really gonna see a lot of motivating progress in the gym. You're gonna get a nice break from dieting and feeling hungry, so that's really gonna help you when it's time to diet again. Um, and you're really gonna you're really gonna just be ready to go, right? I guess it's that motivation thing, and you're gonna kind of be able to reassess where you want to go. And it's it's really nice mentally to get a break. 
and to see where your body's at at maintenance, to see where your maintenance is at at all and where to go with your calories from there. So that's something I like to implement as well is bringing calories up once in a while. Um, you don't have to go up for months and months and months, right? Like one month might be perfect and it might be a nice little break. Um, longer, of course, is better. If you can spend longer in a surplus, um, you're gonna be in a better place. And I think that is the last thing that I wanna talk about today as far as weight loss plateaus. What's really gonna help, guys, is stop dieting all the time, and I really do mean that. I think that a big problem is just this constant dieting state that we're in. If you could hang out in maintenance, if you could hang out in a small surplus for six, seven months out of the year, you'd be in a far better place than dieting for six, seven months out of the year and then just having a little bit of a break in there, right? Try as much as you can to not be in a diet all the time. Focus on your training, focus on getting stronger, focus on um, you know some key indicator lifts, things like that. And you're gonna see a lot of progress in a lot of different areas. You're probably going to improve your body composition along the way and it's gonna make dieting so much easier and just short, right? And it's gonna be super short-term thing that doesn't consume your whole life, right? Because it's a temporary thing. You can deal with some restriction. You can deal with being dialed in, being a little bit anal about it, and it's not gonna be that big a deal because most of the year, you're pretty relaxed and you're just enjoying your training and your small surplus, right? That's how I would design a perfect year for somebody is a smaller amount of time focusing on fat loss. So those are the different strategies I use for weight loss plateaus and you know for determining when to adjust on your diet. Um, I guess the summary of this episode would be weight loss plateaus will happen for everybody because the body is very, very adaptive and don't think of it immediately as a plateau. Give it two or three weeks and if it still is truly a plateau, even after the things I talked about, um, those things are in intact right they're good then it's time to adjust either your activity up through something that's trackable or your calories down through your nutrition uh, those are your best options and essentially your only options because it is all about energy balance and creating a calorie deficit uh, you're probably better off not dieting all the time focusing on other things for a good majority of the year and then really dialing it in hard for the diet. It will suck, keep that in mind, that just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's time to get out of the diet. Usually you have to push through some barriers and usually, for most people, there's two or three of those in each diet, to be honest, right? You're gonna have that first one where it's harder to eat less food all of a sudden, then maybe you're gonna plateau, you're gonna have to push those calories down, and it's gonna be hard again. Once you break through that, you're gonna see a lot of progress and you're gonna keep breaking through these barriers and seeing a lot of progress as you go, but the hard part is getting over those little walls, right? So that's what you need to do. Push it, you know, let yourself be uncomfortable, but, you know, all in all, remember what's really important and what the body does at the root of every diet, right? Those are things you need to focus on. Hopefully this episode helped you guys. Um, I enjoyed recording it. This is a topic I could talk about all day, so hopefully it was educational for you guys. If you like the podcast, review it. Got a new review this week. I actually haven't asked for reviews for a long time, so I was very pleasantly surprised to see a five-star rating. Um, so go in and, and leave a review if you listen to the show and you like it. Uh, five-star rating would really help. Written review means a lot to me as well, and that really helps the podcast grow and succeed. So 
Go do that if you haven't yet. That would mean the world to me. And of course, leave me questions on Instagram, at StoltzFit. That's where the inspiration for this podcast came, was through Tanya's question, uh, through the DMs on Instagram. So I appreciate all of you guys following me there, asking me questions, providing me with content, and tuning into this show. Hopefully you guys have a lot of success this new year with your diets, and you break through those plateaus, you don't get frustrated, you're able to stick it out, and you're able to get right back into that maintenance or surplus where you can grow some muscle, where you can be happy, where you can live a good social life and just be a better human being. Um, I'll talk to you guys later, and thank you for joining me. Once again, I'm Jordan, and this is the Triple F Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on On fitness, fitness, food, and and freedom. freedom.